listening to Pet Candy. This show is brought to you by Brave Paws, a natural stress and anxiety chewable for dogs. Learn more at mybravepaws.com. Listening to Pet Candy. Welcome to our new show, Obsessed, a show where we talk about whatever it is we're currently obsessed with. I'm Caitlin Palmer. I'm Clay. And we're obsessed. obsessed. Hey, everybody, welcome back. What did you think of the Jersey Devil last week? Slapped ass, didn't it? Oh, you're asking me? I'm asking you. You're sounded, my world. It sounded like he was asking everybody who was listening, which they would not be able to answer immediately. I mean, they'd have to send in like an email or something. and Oh, they can do that? I mean, they can just email, I guess, if they want to, to just say something, like to just yell at me. Why? Something sure. they want to say. Absolutely, you guys. Definitely like, make sure you send in those angry emails. We love them. It's, it's just like screaming in the dark, just hoping someone's listening. Screaming in the dark is a good band name, too. Ah! But yeah, so, okay, it is officially May, which means the countdown is on, Clay, for our giveaway. So everybody, go follow us on Instagram. Send us an email. You can fuss at us. You can say cuss words. We love that. (laughs) Obsessedwiththepalmers at gmail.com or like us on Instagram at obsessedwiththepalmers. So, Clay, I've made an executive decision for us and our family. Okay. And I wanted to tell you here in front of all of our family and our friends. I'd have it no other way. I mean, duh. So our next dog is going to be a Jack Russell Terrier. Now, real quick, when is our next dog? Oh, well, hopefully not for a very long time. Okay. Yeah, no, we're talking like, because Panzer can never die. So like never, maybe? Yeah, of course. So the reason why we need... A Jack Russell Terrier is because number one, Wishbone. Remember right. Wishbone? Okay, for like seriously, for several months of my adult life, I thought that I had hallucinated that entire show. <laughs> you didn't think it was real? Well, because no one else had seen it. And I was like, you know, what's the story of Wishbone? And they're right. like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's a little dog and he dresses yeah, the up. The episode where he's like Sherlock Holmes. Yes. And, oh my God, he was so cute. And there was like dog ghosts of something. I don't know. It's been a really long time since oh, I've seen Wishbone. Let's do, let's, do a, let's do an episode on Wishbone. He's iconic. But the <laughs> other reason, the other reason and why we're getting a Jack Russell Terrier is because a new study shows that they have the longest life expectancy of any dog breed. This is a UK uh, study, and they said Jack Russell Terriers followed by Yorkshire Terriers have the longest life expectancy. Now, you know how that goes. We professionally work in the life and, unfortunately, death of animals. So there's a lot of different factors that go into it. You know, how you care for them, all that good stuff. Yeah, according to this study, Jack Russell Terrier. See, from my personal experience, I'd have to say chihuahuas. That's true, though. Every chihuahua I meet is like 20 years old. It's true. And an asshole. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure it's not just the breed, but it also depends on, like, how much you hate the dog. And the more you hate the dog, the longer it will live. That's why every time Panzer's a butthole and, like, bites somebody at the clinic, I'm like, keep it up, baby. Oh, yeah, one more year. One more year. 
He requires a blood sacrifice. We've cracked the code. <laughs> he has no teeth anymore. Yeah, he has like three. <laughs> he can't draw blood. <laughs> until his next dental appointment, then he won't have right, any teeth at all. Right, loses his remaining teeth, which is honestly, uh, will extend his lifespan because he likes to bite larger dogs. He does. Panzer, for anyone who doesn't know, and like, how do you not know about our personal dog? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Panzer is about eight pounds of fuzzy preciousness, mm. and he thinks that he's bigger and fatter than anything that's ever lived, especially our big dogs. He's a dick. He's a dick. He's a dick. But anyway, Clay, how you doing? How, what's, how, what's going on? We just ate a delicious meal. Right, that was themed around today's episode. It really was. And guess what? I know what it is. Yeah, it's a little unfair, though. Yeah, today's episode was suggested to us by our number one fan, Giselle. Hey, Giselle! So, she wanted us to do an episode on chupacabras. Ooh. So, a little bit about chupacabra. I, who doesn't know what a chupacabra is? Show, raise of hands. Right, I can see you. He can see everything. Steve, really? Okay. Steve, put your damn hand down. You do know. Steve. So the chupacabra is a cryptid from the uh, Central American folklore, typically described as a canid with long fangs and needle-like spines protruding from its back that typically feeds on livestock. Allegedly, the creature sucks the blood and even organs of its Ooh. victims, leaving three puncture wounds in an upside-down triangle formation. Oh, okay, that's that's spooky for another reason, for another episode. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, for an... Okay, so you're not going to tell me now, you're just going to dangle okay, this. Okay, so allegedly some places have shining lights in their forests or whatever. These are places that are common with disappearances and cryptids and monsters and just portals and bad shit and it's almost always three lights two on top one on the bottom and it's an upside down triangle hmm maybe that it's related is interesting. so the name comes from the spanish words uh chupar to suck mm. right i was waiting for the joke and uh cabras goat cabras cabras okay so it literally means goat sucker mm. The name was actually given by a radio DJ named Silverio Perez back in 1995. Wow, that's really recent. It is. Doesn't really feel like it should be, right? No, it does not. Which, you know, that him being a radio DJ kind of explains the uh, kind of joking nature of the name. Right. The goat sucker doesn't necessarily strike fear, at least as an English translation. But right. as we know, it's kind of taboo to talk about the chupacabra. More like a sort of bad omen, I guess, that like talking about it will sort of summon one. Sure. Kind of like flesh pedestrians. Flesh pedestrians. Yeah, you're not supposed to say the real word. (laughs) We're going to do an episode on it, so. You're going to do an episode. Oh, well, I'm going to say it a lot. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. So do you actually, uh, do you know where the first sightings of a chupacabras took place? Mexico? Wrong. What? Uh Yeah. Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. Or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. If I'm going to say it right. Oddly enough, another chupacabras was seen in Puerto Rico, described as a four-foot-tall, lizard-like creature. 
mm-hmm. with large compound eyes, leathery green skin, and hind legs like a kangaroo. <gasps> oh, kangaroos. Keeping it real. Yeah, so kind of dramatic difference between the two, mm-hmm. right? Um, because one basically looks like a mangy dog right, with weird back spines. And then the other one is just this weird lizard thing. But, you know, that could be like sprigs of hair on their backs making it look like could spines. Could be. I mean, uh, and we've got real world uh, creatures that have those, you know, porcupines. Right. But apparently this appearance, the, the weird lizard creature, is dramatically similar to a creature in the 1995 mm-hmm. sci-fi horror called Species. Oh, uh, I was and, five. You right? were five too. But that's when the first sightings also took place. Is nineteen ninety five after the, the, the movie or right. before the movie? Oh, okay. Later, the livestock deaths and sightings would be attributed to coyotes suffering from mange, which better fits the first mentioned description. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a leathery kind of hairless dog. We had a leathery hairless dog. <laughs> we did. He's gotten a little better now. So that's it, right? I mean, mystery solved. Sure. You know, they weren't spotted until 70 years ago, got a lot of media hype and disappeared. Not a great case for the existence of chupacabras. Great show. Pack it in. That's it. We're done. Bullshit. (laughs) Except, of course, (laughs) that's not where the story ends. In fact, it's not even where the story begins. Ooh. So it didn't really become sort of popular, at least here in America, until around that time when, when this sighting took place in Puerto Rico. And really picked up for us, but it's been going on for a while everywhere else. Taking a look at holy texts from the Quran, we see something very similar to chupacabras as early as 571 AD. Oh, wow. A broxa, sometimes called the broxa chupacabras, is described as large vampiric birds or bats that drink the blood of goats and sometimes humans. So they fly? In the Quran, they protect Mecca from the Yemen army by dropping bricks from high on the enemy as it approached. In Jewish lore, it's a bird that feasts on goat milk and human blood. Oh, goat milk is supposed to be so good for you. Uh, Of course, a giant bird or bat is not a dog or a weird lizard thing, right? Mm, Sure. In the Middle Ages, Bruxa were considered to be shapeshifters. The only common thread being that they fed on the blood of livestock and secluded farmers. Ooh. So you're starting to see where I'm going with this a little bit? (laughs) I do, and I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, In old Jewish folklore, they took on the appearance of demons Mm. and no longer satisfied with goat milk or blood, (laughs) turned to feasting on infants sleeping in their cribs. Wow. (laughs) Don't love that. (laughs) The chupacabra is sort of segmented into a lot of different specific chupacabras. Uh-huh. So we've talked about three or four there just now. Here's one that's a little bit closer to home. The Appalachian chupacabra was sighted back in the 1800s, described as having a large pig-like snout with needle-like fangs, talons like a hawk, and spikes down its spine, which is a common thread amongst all of these things. Yeah, the, the spikes are pretty. The most terrifying part is that hunters and trappers... Uh, who ventured out into those woods and secluded areas, reported that it was no lone beast, but a roving pack. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, another one pretty close by, the Ozark Howler, is another such creature said to roam the uh, Arkansas mountains that, much like uh, Chupacabra, appears as a hairless, deformed, with large spines on its back, but the size and shape of a small bear. 
Oh, it sounds so cute. Really? Because I kind of think that's a bit more terrifying because that's no, a heftier creature. That's a baby. That needs food. Regular bears are pretty scary. Regular bears are, they are. They're cute. Yeah. I mean, I want to hug one and be one's best friend. Oh, but God, yes, right? It does possess the ability to rip me apart. Oh, literally. Their claws are as big as my <laughs> Actually hands. tear me into pieces. R- literally. So there are tales from all over of similar creatures. From the Alatau of Central Africa to the Orang Bati in Indonesia, whose name literally means men with wings. They were said to carry off children into the dark sky of the night. Is it because they played instead of going to church? Um, it's probably for any reason. That's true. Oh, uh, they were described as human-like, but essentially primates with leathery bat wings. <gasps> it's the Wicked Witch of the West. It's the flying monkeys. <laughs> right, the flying monkeys. It sounds a little bit scary when you call them men with wings. Uh, <laughs> but it's the 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 locals, the the people who believe in these folklore, absolutely terrified of the Orang Bati. That is terrifying. The reality of someone just snatching up a baby and like just flying off, off away the with dark. it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Here we mm-hmm. go. Uh, never to be seen again. Like, mm-hmm. they don't find body parts or anything, just gone. You think they turn them into more? Perhaps. Mm. Sightings of chupacabras as far east as India and Russia. Uh, many are blamed on packs of wild dogs or coyotes with mange. <laughs> but there seems to be something more to these blood drinkers. Shapeshifters have been around for hundreds of years and gone by hundreds of names that feed on the blood of animals and children. Anything that can shapeshift uh, denotes some level of higher intelligence. I never thought of that, and that gave me chills. And in the animal kingdom, a creature that can disguise itself as another stands a far better chance of avoiding retaliation and predation. Perhaps we've been fooled all along. Sometimes there are no such things as coincidences. We've just been fooled like any other prey into believing there's no danger. It's just wild dogs, right? And like any other intelligent predator, they will go for the easiest prey. The young, the infirm, the solitary. (gasps) I'm f***. (laughs) (laughs) So you're starting to see a a common thread between these things so far. They're all dicks. (laughs) So, you know, I love scary stuff. I love cryptids. The chupacabra is one of the few things that has ever really freaked me out because when I was a kid and I had to ride the damn cheese wagon to school every day, there was this kid who brought this old Polaroid. Y'all remember Polaroids? Oh, God, we're old. But he brought this little Polaroid of this picture and he said it was from his grandpa's farm. And it's of this animal running and the image is all distorted because of how it was running. And it looks like its front legs were like backwards. Hmm. Scared the shit out of me. Like I went home and cried about it, which to be fair, I go home and cry about a lot of stuff. But it scared me so, so bad. And he said, yeah, it's a chupacabra. Like they're real. I'm like, no, they're not. (laughs) It's like, no, they're real. And then I was like, oh, my God, they're real. And I was scared of the chupacabra. (laughs) <laughs> a little more into the story and more about a rant i guess it was a pretty it was it was pretty intense like yeah i like that you brought up the backwards bending legs though foreshadowing oh no yeah foreshadowing Mm-mm. no an unnatural <laughs> angles like of limbs and stuff right of course no i didn't know that you were actually scared of the chupacabras i thought i would make you scared with what i have 
I have told you. Oh no, I've I've um, embraced this trauma and discussed it in therapy, and I'm okay now. No, I, I, you I... discussed <laughs> chupacabras. <laughs> I have have a few things going on in my brain, <laughs> but it scared me so bad. I was so upset. Like I would go home and I would draw this thing because like I couldn't get it out of my head. I was so scared of I it. Become obsessed with it. That's I a... kind of became obsessed with. Like I would draw it. And mom would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. You know, that's a common theme, too, with just cryptids becoming obsessed with them after you've seen one. Now, we did see. Now, maybe the show title's making a little more sense. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But now, the more recent sightings and, like, all the art depictions like you were talking about, it probably is more of a coyote with mange. I know we had talked before about the coyote with mange that came up in our yard that time. Right. And it was so scary. Like, if you didn't know what it was, I thought it was sad. And now being, you know, in the veterinary field, mange is very painful, very itchy, like these poor animals. And how many people have, like, killed these animals? Like, oh, look, I killed the chupacabra, and it's just some Well, that's another thing, you know? Is the reason that... um, only these mangy coyotes have been caught because a chupacabra wouldn't be foolish enough to get caught. Maybe, maybe the hairless coyotes and the chupacabras had some kind of like family feud, like the Hatfields versus McCoys. <laughs> I don't know if I was going that far. I was saying like one's just an animal and mm-hmm. one is obviously more intelligent. That's so the true. only one that gets caught is the animal. They're which framing makes, the coyotes. They're framing the coyotes. Chupacabras. What the hell, man? Yeah. If you're. <laughs> If you're smart enough to shapeshift, you're smart enough to set someone else for a crime they didn't commit. Wow. We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. I love my fur babies so much, but when they're stressed out, it makes me stressed out. Mine hate loud noises like thunderstorms and fireworks, and sometimes they just don't want to be left home alone. To help keep your dogs calm in moments of stress, use Brave Paws Anxiety and Stress Support Chewables for dogs. These plant-based chewables promote calm behavior with natural ingredients that have been clinically studied. Did I mention they're fast-acting and non-drowsy? I especially love that the natural ingredients are sustainably sourced. How cool is that? Want to learn more? Check out mybravepaws.com. Your dog will be happy you did. Chupacabras, man. They're just bad. (laughs) They're not even scary anymore. They're just bad. Are you sure they're not scary anymore? Well, okay, so they are kind of scary. That picture I saw was very... Yeah, which I've got some pictures we'll put up on our Instagram of some of the various chupacabra forms. Mm Mm-hmm. Why don't I tell you a little story? Oh, geez. Okay, everybody, gather close, grab your squishmallows. Adults tease their kids with tales of the chupacabras. Beware the goat sucker, they laugh. Perhaps the story will better help you understand the true nature of the beast. Meep. There's barely any light left. The birds' songs have come to an end, and the forest insects have begun their choir. You had planned to be back for sunset, but now the last bright rays have dimmed red and you're still a good hour trek back home. You swat some low-lying weeds that poke up from the forest floor with the stick you found earlier that vaguely looks like it could be a sword. At least if you squint. Summer vacation, and your dad moved you out to a farm in the middle of nowhere. No kids to go fishing out of the creek with or riding bikes down the dirt roads. 
Even now, you're out on this adventure by yourself. Sheep have been mysteriously dying back home. Your dad hasn't been paying much attention to you lately, and you heard him talking on the phone last night. He's worried he'll lose the farm. That's when you hear something. It rustles past you, and panic starts to fill your body, tingle to the surface of your skin. You've heard of coyotes in the area, and you'd rather not find out if the rumors are true. So you take off running, but the sound comes again. It's heavy, and it streaks ahead of you and stops out of view. You turn right, and again it darts forward. After zigzagging back and forth, your chest burns. How long have you been running? Better yet, where are you? It's dark now, and you've lost the trail. It looked like a dog, but something was wrong about it. The way it moved. Could it have gotten you lost on purpose? No, it was just some animal. It couldn't have. A second wind hits you and you take off in the direction you think home is, but come sliding to a stop. A woman, standing in the clearing between the trees. She turns around to face you and your heart drops, like all the air in your body is vacuumed out. The moon reaches down, illuminating the grove and how you wish it didn't. Her eyes are milky white. They dart back and forth rapidly as if sketching your outline in the darkness. Her skin is gray and lifeless. Her knees, her knees bend the wrong way. Her face is unnatural, like wax paper stretched over a mannequin. Nope. Her bones shifting restlessly beneath the surface. Not like a human. Like a parody of what a human might look like if described by a creature that only heard of them in stories. She looks emaciated with her vertebrae jutting out of her skin like ivory spires. She holds out a clawed hand as if to beckon and her mouth spasms and twitches into a smile. Nope. One final mockery. Okay, so was it a chupacabra or was it a flesh pedestrian? Chupacabras can shapeshift. They've taken the form of dogs, of bears, of bats, of birds, of flying primates, of demons, of men and women. They might be the same thing. No, I don't think so. Because it's those spines that stick out that make a huge difference. There's a lot of different types of chupacabras. Specifically, chupacabras, in every instance, also drain the blood of their victims. Mm-hmm. That's something that skinwalkers don't. You know how I, there was this little boy when I was a kid. God, I have so much childhood trauma coming out of this episode. <laughs> There's this little boy, and he's like, I know Mexican, or I know Spanish, or whatever. And I was like, no, you don't. He's like, yeah, huh, chupa pende. And I'm like, oh, that's dirty. Yeah. Because I knew chupa meant suck, and I just... (laughs) Filled in the blanks? I just filled in the blanks. (laughs) Although I don't think pende is right. I think it's pendejo? I don't know. Tell us in the comments. I think pendejo is an a**hole. Well, maybe so. So suck my a**hole? That works, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this kid definitely said pende, but it... Pende. We were like, I don't even know how young we were, and it triggered me because he said chupa, and I was like, chupacabra. (laughs) <laughs> it just you had a Vietnam flashback. I had a Vietnam flashback right there at recess. <laughs> Seen some things, man. Some shit. You know, they taxidermied one of those coyotes. It's really sad. It's it's in a museum. Right. It's like, poor thing. <laughs> Come on, guys. Don't be dick. This, this is relevant, though. I was talking to my nephew, 
who is in the army this morning. And um, I told him what we were doing tonight's episode on. And he said that a lot of the people in his platoon are from Mexico. I said, oh, that's really cool. Do any of them have any cool Chupacabra stories? He says they don't talk about it. Right. They don't want to talk about it. That's what we're talking about. It's kind of like a a bad omen. Right. Yeah, Yeah. you're not supposed to talk about it. But you know what you are supposed to talk about, Clay? Our show. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing a commercial I didn't know that we were lined up to do. We're doing a commercial for our show within our show. Showception, if you will. How are we going to get new listeners by... God, I got a burp. (laughs) Clay, if you could be um, any one of those variations of Chupacabras, which one would you be? I mean, any of them is fine. I can shapeshift. Okay, but what's your favorite one? Like, what form do you see yourself spending the most time in? I don't know. I guess the lizard thing, just because it's like, he's that dude's doing his own deal. Like, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not really trying to pretend to be any of these other animals. Yeah. I kind of, like, did my own thing. Maybe he's that's, like, like, the closest to their true form, you think? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe. Because everything else we know, like, we're like, yeah, that's a dog. Yeah, that's a monkey. That's... The giant bat thing. That's a giant bat thing. That's a primate with wings. See, I would be torn between giant bat thing and flying monkey. Hmm. The big bat thing is cool. I do have a picture for one of the the Brooks's. That's so cool. And they have different names across the world, too. Right. Yeah, everywhere. That was was kind of the thing is like North America, Canada, Central America, South America, you know, Africa, Russia, Indonesia, India. Just everywhere. And they all have... Kind of different names. Some are referred to as like special types of chupacabras, but you know they they've just been around all this time. Mm-hmm. But they didn't come to light until 1995. At least for us. For us in America, right? right. Us Americans, man, white people. <laughs> but they've been part of stories for a long time. Like I said, the 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 Broxa were in the Quran. You know, yeah. Or I guess are in the Quran, not were. Right, right. I'm yeah. stupid. Which one is that? Is that the Flying one? The bat one? It's the giant bat, yeah. I love them. Maybe they're a Jersey Devil, too. Maybe it's all kind of the same thing. You say maybe the Jersey Devil is actually a Chupacabra? Maybe the Jersey Devil is a Bruxa. Well, does it have spines out of its back and drink blood? I mean, probably. It's got wings. Maybe you don't see the spines. <laughs> Just because it's got wings don't mean it's... That means everything. Play. Okay. That means all right. everything. All right. Hmm. You win. Thank you. <laughs> Now, um, what are you doing next episode on? Dogs. Hmm. I technically kind of did mine on dogs, too. They do take the form of dogs. We love dogs and we love cats. We've established you're a Kelpie. That's canon. Yeah, which are shapeshifters. Maybe it's all kind of the same thing. We're definitely on some kind of watch list. (laughs) You think so? A hundred percent. We are on some kind of watch list between (laughs) our cell phones and this computer. But um, anyway, back to back to pandering for ourselves. Um, so, yeah, definitely. We're going to be doing the drawing on May 15th. And I think we had talked about maybe doing some kind of live thing where we do like a randomized computer thing and pull a name. Um, there's two ways to enter. You can email us at obsessedwiththepalmers at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at obsessedwiththepalmers. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Pet Candy. Hi, this is Shay, and I want to tell you about my new show on Pet Candy, Cooking with Shay. I make vegan eating easy and fun. 
Check it out on Pet Candy TV. So far, for our lovely giveaway, we have got socks. We have got a coffee cup. We have got a bottle of Coca Cola. <laughs> I'm going to get a Squishmallow. I'm going to send you a Squishmallow. You will have one. And then we're going to do a bunch of other stuff and like maybe stickers in or maybe a t-shirt. We don't know yet. We're going to just see, you know, you just got to give us some attention. Just, the, you know, go and like that page. The socks and coffee cup have our, our logo on them. They do. Right. So you can show that you're a simp for our show. Right. Yeah. And tag us on social media. That would be way cool. <laughs> and hey, if you can leave us a review on wherever you're listening, that would be great too. I unless it's a bad review. So long trying I to get... have. Yes. You're right. Okay. So uh definitely go leave us five stars, a little nicey nice Still word doing or two. It. And um, but if you don't like the show, first of all, why are you say goodbye to these people? Bye, bye, kids. I love you. Catch you later. Bye. Catch you later, chupacabras. Pet Candy, it's Pet Candy Radio.